Welcome to Philanthropy Today. Our goal is to inspire giving by educating listeners on ways to give and how to connect with charitable causes. My name is Dave Lewis. I'm your host of Philanthropy Today. Thank you for joining the show. Over the past 25 years, the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation has been fortunate enough to have a lot of great community leaders serve in the role of president and or chair, depending on their time frame. And Vern, we're bringing in one of the good guys in town to, <laughs> to talk about his term and Dean Tebow. Dean was our board chair in the 1819 range, was at a, an integral part of the Community Foundation as we continued to grow. As we talked in the last segment, the Community Foundation affiliate program was starting to gain some legs and it continued to grow during your year, Dean. And yeah. So thank you for uh, taking the lead and being a part of it that year. So <laughs> My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me to do this. Absolutely. So you've been in banking. How did you get involved in the Greater Manhattan Community <laughs> Foundation? Well, it came uh, rather naturally. It was only a year after I moved to Manhattan that the uh, Community Foundation was formed. And uh, our bank at the time, Security National Bank, mm -hmm. was a founder. Mm -hmm. So at its very beginnings, I had the opportunity to be involved. And then, of course, being a member of the trustees followed. And then Vern asked me to serve on the board. So it just naturally rolled out. Mm -hmm. Vernon, his uh, <laughs> slick he, talking. He's a good leader picker. <laughs> yes. he, he's a good picker yeah. of leaders. So. Well, and here again, uh, he, he mentioned the fact that the, the original bank had been a founder when the Community Foundation was going, and it was just a natural partnership. And Dean, from day one in the community, was very involved in things. And by virtue of that, he brought a lot of knowledge to the table when we were trying to make some decisions. And so it was a good addition to the board. Well, thank you. My pleasure. Let's talk a little bit about the structure of the board when you were there, some of the people okay. that was in your cabinet. <laughs> well, I'd have to refer to notes to remember all those. Uh -huh. That's been five years ago. But, you know, that was one of the uh, truly great things about serving on that board and being chairman was that we not only had outstanding staff, but we had some of the finest people in Manhattan mm -hmm. who uh, volunteered to serve on that board. And they still do today. It's uh, something that everyone wants to be a part of because of the difference it makes in the community. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's been a first-class organization from the very beginning. And let's talk a bit about what it meant to you. You've been involved in the community in a lot of things, the Chamber of Commerce. And as a banker, you're tied into so many personal and business customers. But to become president or chair mm -hmm. of the GMCF, what did that mean to you? Well... It was uh, it was everything I've been volunteering in organizations uh, for my entire banking career, mm -hmm. and seeing the difference that it's uh, made, uh, you know, across the board, whether it's uh, the United Way or the Chamber of Commerce, Home Care and Hospice, American Red Cross, all those <laughs> kind of things, you really gain an appreciation for the importance of all those charitable organizations in building a community, and so. The foundation is really the hallmark in a community about what the community is. It really exemplifies what the character of the community is all about. And so I was so proud to be a part of it and see the difference that it made in all those charities and all of their constituents, you know, their, their clients, their customers over that period of time. It's really humbling to see how important the community foundation and my 
role in it was. Very gratifying. Well, and he's a humble man. And <laughs> my first time of meeting Dean was when he was leading the United Way campaign at that point in time. Mm. And so ever since I've known Dean, he's been serving the community in some way, shape, or form. And um, his time on the Community Foundation Board was no different. And we really appreciated it. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Let's take a look back at that year and some of the things that took place. Because, you know, mm. we look back in the last six, seven years and there was this pandemic thing. <laughs> and that came after your term. You're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> but there were a lot of other things, you know, that talked about the disaster relief fund uh, came into play. Mm. And so many other things that have transpired over the years. What are some of the things that, as you look back, are of maybe the greatest significance in your term? Well, not to be boring, but I think a lot of times just keeping the boat pointed in the right direction, keep rowing, mm -hmm. keep building the fund, keep adding affiliates mm -hmm. and uh, doing the hard work. It's not glamorous, but that's the way things are done. It's just putting your nose down and day to day making it better. And we did a number of things during my time as simple as having job descriptions that mm -hmm. start to build the structure of the foundation, even with the limited number of uh, staff that we had at the time. Well, and he's right. With Dean's financial background, and obviously we're a financial institution of sorts, and but he was able to bring us some strategic thought process and ask questions about uh, certain elements were we thinking of, and even just the marketing aspect. I remember the USPs, the unique <laughs> selling positions. So, you uh, remember. That's <laughs> terrific. So, uh, you know, it was, it was a great exercise for the board to go through and make us think about, hey, who are we and what do we want to be in the future and how do we want to make a difference? Uh, all those great discussions take place because of the leaders that we've had and uh, Dean is no different. So. Yeah. We all uh, contribute based upon our backgrounds and our experience. Mm -hmm. And that's why, as I said, it's, it's always humbling when you have the benefit of all those great minds around the table. Right. So, but, you know, besides that, there were a couple of unusual things that happened during <laughs> uh, my year. And I think they were kind of the harbinger of even greater things to come. And uh, it was during that year that we had the uh, flood on the Wildcat Creek. Yeah. And uh, it, I believe, anyway, it may have been the first time that we orchestrated really uh, being an intermediary between donors and citizens in the community that were really suffering from the flood. Right. So uh, there was, I believe it was the Deal Foundation that yeah. added a significant amount of money there. But all of a sudden, the character of the foundation was more than just gathering funds and dispersing funds. It was really taking on a leadership role, thanks right. to you, Vern, mm -hmm. to uh, do things that needed to be done in the community. But rather than having the government take care of it. <laughs> there was a, a citizen group right. in the foundation to, to get the job done. Well, and that thanks all goes out to Elaine. Uh, Elaine had gone to a community foundation conference and the conversations of disaster recovery funds was discussed. So when we came back, we reached out to the deal fund to establish the fund, get it ready. And they understood the importance of that and granted $50,000 to the fund. And so we were Hardly had the ink dry when the flood came up. The lane was put into duty far more than just the community foundation <laughs> work. Because of her experience and everything, the county looked at her as really a, a part of their committee. And um, even uh, the whole 
emergency resource management group there. She became a part of that discussion. And when those citizens were vetted and the ones that needed support, we had funds to do that. And so Mm -hmm. that was certainly an out-of-the-box moment from what we typically would do, but certainly we're willing to answer the call when it came about. Yeah. And I think that looking forward a couple of years to the pandemic, that really procedural aspect was already in place and you were able to to allow that to even expand. The idea that we at least thought that way from a leadership mm-hmm. point of view from the board. You know, we <clears throat> rely on board members and board leadership in a lot of the things that we do and we need their approval to march forward. And the fact that we were able to establish that fund, have the fund available, have their blessings of doing things with the emergency management services that year made a big difference for the communities. Mm-hmm. Dean, do you recall the assets that the Community Foundation held when you were chair? <laughs> well, thanks to Vern, he reminded me we were at the, <laughs> at the sum of $87 million, And that was after really some pretty substantial growth that year, yeah. you know, year after year. And then on top of it, uh, we added, uh, what was it, three additional uh, affiliates uh, during the year? Indeed. To the grants, I mean, we grew, even giving away a significant amount of money. I don't have that number on top of my head, but uh, it's been fun to be able to continue to increase the assets and increase the grants at the same time. Yes, um, the Armed Forces Community Foundation model was established, and we also added the Valley Falls and the Blue Rapids Community Foundations in our program at that time, too. You know, you look back at your term, and that was just, what, five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. And take a look at where the assets are now with approaching $350 million. That's pretty good growth from a banker's <laughs> perspective, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. It's pretty impressive, without a doubt. Yeah. That. Uh, what do you attribute that to? Boy, there's a combination of factors. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, Vern's leadership and the staff here is key to it. Nothing starts unless you have mm-hmm. the right people on the bench and in the game. But um, certainly the Grow Green Day has brought philanthropy into people's minds, not only raising the funds, but getting people to think about what we could do mm-hmm. with uh, generosity, if mm-hmm. you will. And that has attracted so many dollars. It's just overwhelming. But, you know, it takes a lot to change the culture of a community to change the mindset. And I think the Community Foundation because of what it does with Grill Green Day, Mm -hmm. the award ceremony in the fall, all those kind of things, kind of keeps it front in people's minds that, hey, maybe I can do more than, you know, just watch from the sidelines. Well, and I'll throw it back at him. He's given us a lot of credit, but um, if board members, if trustees, if others don't have confidence in the Community Foundation, money's not going to transfer hands. <laughs> and the endorsement that we get from the boards and our trustees and even our affiliates for what we're doing is what it's all about. I mean, we can have the stew, but you got to stir the <laughs> pot, I guess. It's important. So, Well, we've been fortunate to have a lot of community leaders right. uh, on the board and involved. And uh, so that credibility has grown over the years. Indeed. And uh, makes things happen. You know, you talk about community leaders and, and there there are different ways that people lead. And there are also mm-hmm. people that are extremely generous mm. that, uh, you know, when you consider some of the folks that have established funds, you know, from the very beginning. Oh, yes. And it's significant and it's recognized, it's celebrated, it's appreciated, and it's used. Mm-hmm. And I think that says a lot for the work that we do at the foundation. Yeah, absolutely. They see the effects of um, that philanthropy going to work in the community. And I was trying to think the other day, how many nonprofit 
charity organizations are there in Manhattan? I was thinking it was like 150. It's just an incredible number. Well, there's several categories, lots of 501c categories to start with, but I think most of us would know that 501c3s, as we would talk about it, yeah, there are over 100. I don't know the exact number at the top of my head. And of course, we get involved here in more charitable causes through our fiscal sponsorship program. We're able to save an entity money by not going out and filing for a 501c3 because we can be that for them. So that increases that number a lot more. And that's when you get into the 150 or better. I mean, we have 100, nearly 100 in our match day today. And right. so that makes good indication. So. Well, I think when the community foundation, if you will, causes the tide to, to rise, it raises all the boats yes. <laughs> that are floating out there, not just our community foundation. Well, and that's kind of the, the theory behind the affiliate program or what we call now our partner program is if we have Northeast Kansas sharing the good value of what the community foundation is doing, that only makes the Manhattan citizens feel even better themselves and vice versa. Because obviously the people that live in Manhattan Many of them were raised and have connections outside of Manhattan, and so that's a big part of that. Dean, let's take a look uh, back, uh, not just during your time of leadership, but through the efforts of the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. How do you feel that we best serve the community, and not just here in Manhattan, but also mm -hmm. with our partners? Mm -hmm. Well, simply having the vehicle that allows donors to make their wishes come true. I'm just amazed at how many really generous people there are around us all the time that give not just their, their money, but they give their time as far as volunteering is concerned mm -hmm. in that process, their talent and so forth. They're generous in so many different ways. And I think one of the greatest opportunities looking forward foundation is that you look at my generation, the baby boomer generation, mm -hmm. who has worked all their lives, been successful, been involved in a lot of these organizations to make a difference. They're invested in the community. They want to see good things happen in, in their community, take pride in their uh, community. And for the most part, they've we've grown our kids. And quite frankly, our kids are successful and mm -hmm. They frankly don't need all the inheritance they're probably <laughs> otherwise going to get. I hate to say it, but right. they'll be fine. And I think there are just an awful lot of baby boomers who may not be extravagantly wealthy, but have some wealth that they would be willing to share and leave as a legacy if we provide them the education and the encouragement that the Community Foundation can be a vehicle by which their legacy can continue. But it's one of those things that, unless you ask, mm -hmm. <laughs> people don't think about it. And so mm -hmm. simply getting the word out there, having conversations, mm -hmm. I think can reap incredible benefits. The potential is just amazing out there. Mm -hmm. I'm a banker. I know <laughs> how, how successful a lot of people in our community are. Right. And how generous they are. Indeed. And um, with just a little bit of knowledge and encouragement, I think we'd be surprised what will fall out of the tree. I think what it is, it creates a convenience yes. for the decision-making process. Mm -hmm. where you talk with those that are in a position to give. And you learn about some of the things that are important to them within our community or right. outside the community. And we got the processes in place. And that just makes things, that's got to be a relief, right. I would think. 
Yeah. Well, it used to be that people would become charitable and they'd start their own private foundation so that they could do the kinds of things that Dean was talking about. Mm -hmm. Well, now the community foundation model allows them to save that cost and think smaller, get into it maybe a little earlier or for a lot of people to set up a fund that they maybe not even thought about. They don't have to have a million dollars to set up their own foundation. They can just have some funds and make them charitable and into the designation that they want. The community foundation has allowed so many more people to think that, you know, yeah, I too could do that. And Mm -hmm. he mentioned our annual meeting community foundation awards event. And those are the stories that we try to tell that night to the community that you too can do things like this. It doesn't take a million dollars. You know, you can start something up for as little as $10,000 for an endowment or $1,000 just to start a fund. And that makes a big difference in a lot of people's minds. And uh, it certainly broadens the field of charitable interests for sure. Dean, you've been a part of this community and the foundation for a long time. You've seen a lot of amazing things happen in 25 years, going from $200 check to start the thing (laughs) to over 300 and some million dollars in assets. What do you look forward to for the future of the GMCF? Gosh, that's a good question. I think a lot of times we just need to keep rowing the boat Mm -hmm. in the right direction. We don't have to necessarily do anything too sexy. Mm -hmm. We just need to be dependable, protect our credibility, do a good job at Mm -hmm. what we do, and build those assets for the benefit of the community. Uh, I know that sounds boring, but uh, Mm -hmm. I think that that is really at the heart of what it's all about. And I think, again, uh, if we do that, uh, everyone in this community benefits from it. And one of the intangibles is that it helps us appreciate our community, have a greater sense of uh, our, the character of this community. And um, that's huge. You know, that's once you can establish that in the minds of all of our neighbors and so forth, mm-hmm. it'll happen from there. Well, it's uh, not surprising that he would have this thought. I mean, it's really the foundation thought of when community foundations got started with the motivation of Keep Five in Kansas and um, with Dean's financial background. And what we're really trying to do is not let those inheritance just all 100% go to a different state. Try to keep them in Kansas. Try to keep them in our Kansas communities because we know there are people that have that interest in their own community, but their kids may not feel quite the same if they don't live in Manhattan in the future. And so the Keep Five in Kansas was a model for starting the community foundation world. So now as we get bigger and larger and more people are seeing how that takes place and the vehicles of giving, whether it be commodities, grain, livestock, stocks, trusts. I mean, there's so many different ways that we can help people in that transfer of wealth. Dean, thanks for all you do and continue to do because, (laughs) I mean, you're not stopping with your efforts, are you? No, I'm not. I still have a few irons in the fire, Mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, I'm just uh, so grateful to be a part of the Community Foundation. It means a lot. He's very humble (laughs) and he's a great guy, great leader, and he has great value and accountability to all the people around him. I mean, everybody that knows Dean knows that his heart's going to be taking care of their money. (laughs) So if Dean will endorse it, it's a good thing because they know he's vetted it inside and out and right and left. And that means a lot. And having that leadership on our board and be a trustee is a huge thing. And Dean, forever we will be grateful. And I want you to know that your impact to the Community Foundation will last for a long, long time. Well, thank you, Vern. I appreciate that very much. 
Thank you for joining us for Philanthropy Today, an inside look at the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. You can always learn more about the GMCF at our website, mcfks.org. We also invite you to subscribe to Philanthropy Today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dave Lewis. I'm proud to host Philanthropy Today. It's hosted and produced in the Ad Astra Cast Studios in downtown Manhattan, Kansas. Thank you.